Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, top of the morning to everyone. We've got a light drizzle down here in Destin today. It's going to be beautiful, I think. I'm meeting clients that have flown into town. It's going to be a great time. I'm starting to a little bit. I know it probably doesn't sound like it. starting to get my voice back. Uh, so this is a good thing. Still keep my dad in your prayers. He's still in the hospital getting a boatload more tests done. So uh, I'd appreciate all of your guys' prayers on that. Today, Chapter 9 in Greg Rochelle's book, Weird, Because Normal Isn't Working. This has been a phenomenal book, and again, the feedback has been awesome on this. There's an old French proverb that says, The art of pleasing is the art of deceiving. And at first I pondered that. I didn't go any further in the book except that. I thought, man, pleasing. Is, isn't, aren't we supposed to be pleasing people? You know, isn't, aren't we, you know, and I, I got, man, I got to read this. I got to figure out what he's, what he's trying to say. And it's interesting because he, 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 Craig and I are about the same age, so he starts off with this little story. He says, when I was growing up, the labels on your clothes determined your destiny. They revealed who had enough money to afford designer clothes from all the mall stores instead of the clothes on the clearance rack at Walmart or Macy's or Sears. I remember my mom used to, we'd drive all the way to downtown Kansas City to the to the Sears outlet store to get my clothes. And I know that, that I didn't wear a lot of Levi's and stuff back then, and, and we lived in a city they were just building the Walmart. But Craig goes on and he says, you know, I couldn't afford the IZOD label, so my mom searched and searched at the at the thrift stores and finally found a pair of socks with the IZOD. She bought the socks and then bought a, a cheap polo shirt, and she sewed the IZOD on. And he thought, man, this will rock. I am so cool. But then he gets to class, and one of his friends notices that the IZOD was at an angle. And yells out, hey, look, everybody, Chriselle is wearing a fake Izod. He said, despite my mom's best efforts, my crooked crocodile gave me away. Needless to say, the Milly Vanilli lip sync scandal was nothing compared to the infamous Chriselle Izod incident. Devastation, I'm sure. Here you are trying to fit in, and then here's somebody you thought was your friend making fun of you. He writes this little phrase. He says, when we place the approval of other people ahead of doing what we know will please our Father, we're creating a false idol. I'll take that even a step further. When we place approval of people ahead of doing what we know is right, we're dishonoring not just ourselves and our family, but our God. See, how many times is it that we all worry about what other people think? We want to... We want to fit in. We want to be classified as normal. You know, it's funny because as teenagers, that's the first, really the first big time when we feel like we want to fit in. Experiment with drugs, alcohol, sex, 
we're, we're quote unquote trying to find their identity. And people say that's normal, that's just their coming of age. But is it really? I mean, I, I got to thinking about this because Paige and I have never really been quote unquote normal. We've homeschooled our kids instead of sending them to government schools. We've done our best to lead them in a conservative uh, value system, both from a spiritual and a, a economic and a, a political standpoint. We've guided them the majority of the time. We have not dictated. However, there are times when I'm sure they thought we were judgmental and dictating. But Craig writes this, and I thought this, this fit. He said, Unfortunately, wanting to please our peers and doing whatever it takes to fit in doesn't end in our teens. We all want to feel like we're a part of the right group. Whoever we identify with or more likely want to be identified with, it's human nature to want to find our tribe and be recognized by them. The problems arise, however, when we're willing to compromise in two vital areas. Number one, our relationship with God. And number two, our relationship with ourselves. I see this a lot. I was on a phone call yesterday with a phenomenal critic of network marketing, somebody that's been on the inside of a couple of three different companies. Each company he was with had a binary type of compensation plan, and, and he saw some just massive issues with it. Great conversation. But one of the things he brought up was, Troy, it seems like now that I know all the inner workings that for me to be a part of network marketing, I'd have to fit in. I wouldn't be able to share what I know, and, and I disagree. I believe in sharing everything, but I saw his point. And I think sometimes that's the whole deal here. We want to fit in. We don't want to rock the boat. We we want to please other people. <clears throat> it's funny because most of the time when we think of the Bible, we think of the do's and don'ts. When we think of the Ten Commandments and God saying, put no other God before me, you know, we, we picture this big God type deal, the Greek gods come to mind. But the reality is, how many of us put other gods before what's really important in our life? It doesn't matter if you believe a, 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 a Christian worldview. Do you put work above your family? Do you put your church above your wife? Do you put your ministry above God? Do you put your your future above your spouse's future? In every aspect of life, we've got to ask ourselves these questions. What are we putting ahead of everything else? Are we really wanting to please other people? I was on the phone not too long ago, and I think I mentioned this yesterday or the day before, with James Christensen, and and he's written this new ex, uh, expo on what it took when he started his company, Zowie. And, and it blew my mind, some of the stuff, because he just doesn't fit in. He's fresh, he's young, he's new to network marketing. But yet he's come a long way in a short period of time. And I thought I started thinking, how many other people do this? And I thought back to myself. And I thought back to boot camp, because when I was in boot camp, I thought, man, the Marine Corps is tight. I mean, they are kicking butt. We do things by the book. I love the structure. And then I graduated from boot camp. And my first duty was to hold a gigantic axe handle 
and to guard people who had gone what we call UA, unauthorized absence, because they didn't want to be part of the Marine Corps. I thought, how could you not want to be part of this? Talk about the ultimate tribe. I'd go back to the bunks, to the barracks. I quickly learned that these guys weren't as disciplined as we were coming out of boot camp. They'd go out and get wasted at night, drunk, screwing around, showing up late for muster. I mean, it blew my mind. All of a sudden, I had the wool ripped away. And I think sometimes if we would realize that when we try to please other people, we're not really fulfilling what we want to do. When we when we start to look at what what we think is the way things are without realizing, hey, I've... I've I guess I got to fit in. I got to do it this way, or else we realize we, we we start to get an uneasy feeling. I think sometimes we don't even realize what it is. See, so we got to stop that. We got to realize you cannot please others. It's going to sound, I don't know. Probably some Christians would say it's kind of borderline heretic, but you got to please yourself before you please other people. You've got to please God before you please yourself. But if you're not walking in the path that you were created to walk, if you're not fulfilling your purpose, if you're trying to live somebody else's dream, if you're trying to fit into somebody else's tribe, you're never going to accomplish what you want to accomplish. One of the things that Craig does is he uses lots of scripture verses, and he uses a verse from the message translation. He says, what I don't understand about myself is that I decide one way, but then I act another, doing things absolutely despise. I despise. How, how many times do we say, okay, here's what I'm going to do, and then we get in the crowd we do something different? Because we don't want them to look at it strange. Not too long ago I had a situation come up. It's been about a year. My girls <clears throat> were out with the youth group, and they were in a local mall. And the youth pastor decided, hey, let's shoot a video, and we'll use it Sunday morning. So they're, they're shooting a video, and a rent-a-cop comes up and tells them, you can't shoot the video here. Well, they didn't realize that here meant the whole complex. They thought it meant right where they were at, so they went somewhere else. Well, the little rent-a-cop decided to get his, you know, Barney B.A. on, and he, he decides he's going to arrest them all and calls the sheriff's department. Sheriff's Department makes it clear, well, you can't arrest them. You know, you can kick them off the property. Well, he decides to take pictures of all the underage girls, and, and there really weren't any guys there. They're just the girls. He doesn't hold the youth pastor accountable. He starts to post the pictures of these young girls everywhere. So I shot a video and said, this is uncool. You don't do this. These are underage minors. You call the parents. You don't post their pictures for any freaking pedophile or anybody else to look at. And here's what happened. I had people that were part of my tribe that got embarrassed. And they said, oh, don't take it to the extreme. You know, you, you, you took this way to the extreme. This was just an innocent incident. Well, it's not to me. And tell that to some of the girls and guys that go missing every year. You don't want to know what else happened? I sent that to the owner and to the director of the complex. They saw it totally different. They saw it as a as a concerned parent saying, hey, this was went overboard. And you know what? They set new guidelines for what to do in a situation like this. 
wasn't about right or wrong. It was a matter of I did what I felt based on my values I needed to do, and it offended people that I thought were in my tribe that didn't care. So when I when I think about it, I realize I don't fit in in a lot of circles, but yet I speak from the heart. And whether people agree or disagree, they appreciate the fact that I'm authentic. If we would start doing that in our relationships, both at home and in business, if you be authentic, if you just be yourself, you will gain the respect of people. You will you will eliminate a lot of frustration in your life because there's certain people that won't want to be a part of you. But that's not really a bad thing, is it? See, this is what's so great about reading Craig's story here. Now, there's something else that he brings up that I think we got to look at. Pleasing people can be just as a dangerous addiction as drugs, sex, alcohol, or anything else. It can be just as detrimental as somebody that's got the, the phobia of never wanting to be around people. Now, if you feel like you're a people pleaser, you got to be the life of the party all the time. Rejection sucks, and 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 you don't you you want to fit in. You want to just agree with whoever you're with, kind of like some politicians. Then it could be a borderline addiction type of deal. You could thrive on this. It makes you feel good. You go into a euphoria. So you got to be cautious. Author Harriet Breaker in her book, The Disease to Please, states that people-pleasing is actually a form of addiction. Just as a drug addict seeks drug, people-pleasers seek approval. She identifies four characteristic symptoms of pleasers. And after reading them, I, I, I actually identify with them, so I, I know this is an issue that i got to work on. But number one, a tendency to take criticism personally. Does that sound like something you do? Number two, a constant fear of rejection from those closest around you. Number three, a difficulty in expressing your true feelings. And number four, reluctance to say not even when it's clear that they should how they feel. See, we all do this probably at certain times. Have you ever caught yourself in a in a conversation and, and you, you, you specifically ask certain questions to feel the other person's opinion out first and then you catch yourself sidestepping those issues that might come up with good cause conflict? You're prob- probably a people pleaser if you do that. See, I don't feel that any of us were created just to please other people. Matter of fact, I'll take it to the extreme. A lot of times, I think in the in the uh, the, the high end call girl prostitution sex trade industry, these women probably ended up being people pleasers. Men too that are in that trade. They crave pleasing other people and getting that approval, and they get paid for it. It comes from studying that industry because it started when I was a bail bondsman. It's gone on into the epidemic of the sex trade with children. But I look at this and I think, man, this is sad. 
These are people that are, are way down. You take an abused wife. An abused wife can be manipulated into becoming a people pleaser, even an abused husband in certain cases. If you have these tendencies, this book isn't going to help. You really need to go get professional help, but it, it, will, it will trigger something so that you understand the way you are. A lot of times people don't make it in, in direct selling because they're people pleasers. They'll be talking about something and somebody says, oh, is that one of those pyramid things? They freak out. They backpedal, they sidestep, they go around because they don't want to feel that rejection. This is what we gotta we got to work on. Craig writes this, I thought this is great. To grow out of this dangerous disease, we've got to understand that people-pleasing is more of a spiritual problem than a relational problem. Though most people would try to accept the need to please others as a normal part of life, we have to embrace that people-pleasing is a form of idolatry. It's an addiction. We have to be weird enough not to care what people think of who we are and how we live. Living for others' opinion is putting people ahead of God. Now, there's also a danger here. I see this a lot of times in our in our Generation Y, Generation X. Probably saw it a little bit in in, in my generation too. Um, that borderline Generation X, Generation Baby Boomer stuff. Here's what we have to look at. There can become a time when you say, I want to totally rebel. I want to be different. Remember Woodstock, the hippie era, the, the goth scene, the freaks, the jocks? In our tendency to to want to be different, we become just like everybody else. When I was growing up, to get a tattoo was almost taboo. Very few people had them. They were men. If a woman had a tattoo, she was a loosey-goosey. Now, tattoos are commonplace. Instead of being different, everybody fits in. It used to be that every now and then when you saw the goth people that looked like vampires, it was one in a million. Now it seems like they're on every street corner. They have a million TV shows about them. One of the biggest movie series is, is Twilight. So we can go to the other extreme, too, in our ability to be unique, an individualist. We end up being like everybody else. It's a balancing act, without a doubt. But it is a spiritual issue. It's something inside of us that's not quite settled. There's many times that we make the decision, here's how I'm going to do this. Here's how I'm going to walk this. Here's the way I'm going to play this. I know network marketing. I'll use, I'll use my industry as an example, my profession. I know that, that the direct selling network marketing community has issues, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to cover them up. Well, isn't that kind of like the Catholic Church covering up the fact that there's been incidents with priests where there's been some sexual abuse? Isn't it the same thing as the Republican or the Democratic Party covering up the fact that they have bad apples? I mean, see what I'm saying here? You can't cover up the issues. You can't just because you want to please people cover up. The, you've got to look at yourself and say, I know that I have these tendencies. I know that there are going to be times I'm going to slip. I'm going to fall back into the people-pleasing. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. 
see, a lot of times we try hard, we fall back, and then we stop trying to change. In network marketing, the word try is like taboo. You don't say you're going to try. You just do. But you know what? It doesn't work that way. There are going to be some times when you're just going to screw it up in every part of your life. You've got to forgive yourself. If you walk the path I walk, you say, Lord, I'm sorry. Let's, let's try this again. And you move forward. You do not fear the fact that you're going to fail. You don't fear the fact of what other people are going to say. How many of us hate to hear, I told you so? Oh, just disgust me. I don't even say that to people anymore. That's how bad it bothers me. The other thing that we, we, we hear, well, you act just like, and then you fill in the blank, mom, dad, sister, brother, whoever. Do you hate that? I hate that. We hate being compared to other people. We hate feeling the fear of other people. What we have to realize is we are unique. We were put on this earth for one strategic purpose. And that is to help change the lives of the people that we connect with. It's to fulfill whatever whatever your destiny is. If we focus on finding out what our purpose was, I know Rick Warren a few years ago wrote that book, Purpose Driven Life. If we focus on this, if we if we study what our life is to become, then all of a sudden life will change for us. We will stop worrying about what other people think. We will start focusing on what is best for us to fulfill our life purpose. Think of it this way, and, and this is Craig talking. If you ride the biggest roller coaster in the world, the kids ride at the county fair won't scare you anymore. If you live through a hurricane and a tornado, a spring rain won't intimidate you. When you truly know the God of the universe, people's opinions will no longer hold you hostage. Everything that once controlled you will quickly lose all its power. See, too many times we fear the what if, the unknown. Having lived through numerous hurricanes and tornadoes, it doesn't have the same effect on me. Having been verbally abused in a variety of stages in life, it no longer bothers me when people tell me that they think I'm a dull, negative, disillusioned wacko. I remember falling in, in... Fatuation with a girl at a young age. I was about 15. She lived next door, across the street, actually. And I remember one night my window was open, and her big brother was out there saying, yeah, his parents are Jesus freaks. He Look at him. He had to go to bed early. He probably has to get up and go to church. He's a Jesus freak. But I didn't want to be a Jesus freak. I wanted this girl to like like me. So it kind of sucked. But as I grew older, I realized, you know, he's the one I ended up bonding out of jail a few years later. I was the one with the power, not him with his words. But at the moment, it was devastating, man. I was frozen. I thought, well, man, I'm never going to be able to talk to her. So in these last few minutes, we've got to look at this, and we've got to ask ourselves, <clears throat> what is it we can do? 
to work on the way we are, if we're one of these people that just have to have everybody else's approval, what steps can you take today to stop that? What can you do to to realize the only person you need to be pleasing on this earth is you, and the only person you need to please in the universe is God? Doesn't mean you treat people with disrespect, obviously. But you got to focus on what it is you're supposed to be doing. If we focus on our purpose, if we focus on, on what we were created for, if we focus on the end game, if we focus on serving instead of pleasing others, matter of fact, maybe that's your first step. Maybe you need to go and start serving people who you have no influence over, who have no influence over you, who can never repay you with gratitude of any kind. Maybe that would make a difference. Maybe that would be that first step. But if we don't get out of the rut of normality, if we don't start acting weird and stop worrying about pleasing others, then we will never be able to fulfill the purpose that we were created Man, this book is phenomenal. Tomorrow, we may start the most controversial part. It's part four, chapter four, uh, or part four. It's three chapters on sex, an affair to remember. How does this affect your business? You know, Napoleon Hill talked about how sex affects business entrepreneurs back in the 20s. This may just be a modern-day version of this. I think whether you're male or female, you're going to find that this is an interesting chapter, both in your personal life and your business life. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow with me for RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.